if you have a dream, like stick to it. Don't let, you know, somebody say, well, well, nobody will ride that or like whatever, you know, the, the naysayers say, like, just like stick to your ideas, stick to your dream and like, just make it happen and keep pushing to make it do, you know, get it, get it done. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 107 of Life in Motion. I've got Max Penny with me from Mountain Movement Bike Shop in the new Howler Bike Park. I'm excited to learn where he got his passion for mountain biking from and why it's so important to create Howler Bike Park to share his passion with others. Max, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Some uh, Definitely some interesting things uh, going on, um, and I'm excited to, to kind of learn about them. Um, but before we do that, let's uh, let's talk about kind of your backstory first. You know, where you grew up, hobbies had you, you yeah, had growing sure. up kind of all that stuff where how'd, how'd you how'd you end up on this trail yeah for sure um yeah not really a crazy story i guess but um when i was a kid uh i was always into like i guess action sports is the correct term when you're talking about it yeah um so i uh i snowboarded started snowboarding when i was three um, oh, wow. in colorado my family lived out there um i'm originally from springfield but my uh a lot of my family lived out there so we go out there um pretty frequently uh so that was really fun um and uh my uncle and dad taught me how to snowboard so that's kind of where i fell in love with you know like outdoor action sports um and then back in missouri i do um you know like moto i wasn't huge into moto but i definitely loved it doing it with my dad and my and my family that was really fun um, and then I also, uh, uh, did BMX growing up. So that was kind of my introduction to the action sports. I also did like wakeboarding, wake surfing and stuff like that. So, um, it was a really cool childhood to grow up and do sports that aren't always, uh, you know, seen or heard, I guess, you know, yeah. like just kind of under the radar, like for a kid, like that was really cool in Missouri to be able to grow up and do those things where, um, you know, you, you don't just have access. You can't just drive 10 minutes up the road to go to, uh, a, a, you know, a ski mountain or something, you know, <laughs> not so around here, <laughs> really fortunate to be able to grow. Yeah. Really fortunate to be able to grow up and do that. And, uh, I started mountain biking when I was 12, I got my first like kind of mountain bike. Um, and at that time there was not really any trails around here and, uh, it didn't really affect me. I kind of just used it as kind of a, I thought of it as a middle ground. Like it's like not a moto, but it's got, you know, suspension. Um, and it's kind of like a BMX bike. So I just kind of, you know, that's where my love of like free ride mountain biking came from doing tricks, uh, on my BMX bike, um, kind of just enhanced that for me. So that's kind of where I fell in love with mountain biking. Um, and as I got older, like I, I played football in high school and was fortunate enough to be able to play football in college at Missouri state. So that kind of took up a lot wow. of my time. Um, yeah, it was a really, really fun experience. Got to, got to do that. Um, which was, uh, kind of a life changing experience and just a really fun time in my life, but also very difficult. Like college football is, it's pretty, pretty tough. Um, what uh what position did you play i played mostly middle linebacker i I played mostly middle linebacker so i bounced between that and uh and some safety 
uh, which was really fun. I'm not a huge dude. Uh, I'm, I'm standing at five, nine. So, you know, I can clear <laughs> doorways pretty easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was, I was a lot bigger. I've lost a lot of weight since then. So, uh, that was kind of, you know, different, different time of my life. Got to do different things, which was really, really fun. Um, but after that, you know, I, I, I dropped out of college. It just wasn't for me. I was struggling in classes, um, and just wanted to kind of actually just start my career. And I've, you know, been fortunate enough to have entrepreneurial people in my life, like my dad, my grandma, my mom. Um, so kind of wanted to follow in their footsteps and, you know, kind of forge my own path. And, um, about that time I dropped out of Missouri state, I got into mountain biking again. Um, and the sport was completely, completely different than it was when I had done it as a kid. Um, there was a lot more opportunity to mountain bike. The bikes were way more advanced. Um, the whole sport had grown. Um, but kind of outside looking in, I saw it was like kind of this, like it was starting to grow, but it was still very small. Like it was, there's like a, I felt like there was going to be a boom, um, just because of how cool the sport is, how accessible it is to any age group, any riding ability, like you can do whatever you want in mountain biking. That was always appealing to me. So I got to, you know, kind of re do some childhood experiences and I was mountain biking with my uncle and dad which took me back a long time uh, to a long time ago of learning how to snowboard with them. Yeah. And that's really how I started loving mountain biking, which is experience of like, I get to ride with my dad and my uncle. And it was just a really cool, really cool time to kind of learn the sport with uh, my family. And that was uh, pretty, pretty fun. So from that, you know, like COVID started, which was kind of weird. So um, kind of <laughs> in the, uh, yeah, like this is where stuff gets weird. Like in the middle of COVID, um, my dad was like, why don't you, why don't you start something with mountain biking, like do some kind of business. And so I was like, kind of thought of the idea and I went home and kind of started building the business plan for like a mountain bike only bike shop. Um, and from there, like I kind of took it to my dad and was like, Hey, you know, what do you think? And he was like, it's awesome. Let's do it. So he kind of gave me a pat on the back, gave me a little, little encouragement and, and kind of was my first investor. And I started mountain movement and the whole idea behind mountain movement was to just basically make a place like a mountain biking experience center okay, and just kind of encapsulate my love of mountain biking and how I wanted people to experience it the, and love it the way I did. Um, so I wanted, when you walk in a bike shop or, or mountain movement, I wanted you to walk in and, and feel welcomed and loved because like we love mountain biking. And so we want to share that ex our love and that experience with you um, as a customer. So we want you to feel like you can hang out with us, talk to us about anything, you know, um, and we want to be experts in that category. Um, and that kind of grew into gravel and stuff too. And we're really pushing gravel as well. But like our core value is just like, we want to build that bond with our customers of a shared experience with mountain biking, just the outdoors in general. Um, and that's why we're kind of transitioning also into adding more and more outdoor brands that, you know, don't necessarily do mountain biking, like just kind of growing that side as well. Cause like just the outdoors are awesome, man. So I yeah. want to promote that as best I can. And, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm jabbing a lot, but yeah, you no. asked me to go down a wormhole, man. No, you, you right did. <laughs> 
There, there are a lot of, a lot of good yeah. nuggets in there. Uh, you know, one, you know, awesome that you were able to, when you were, you know, three, have that shared experience with your, with your dad and grandfather and whoever else with the snowboarding. And then also got to relive that again with the mountain biking. I mean, um, for, for me, and, and then also to have the, the dad to kind of have that entrepreneurial backing for your idea and like, say, hey, you got something here, let's figure out how to make it work. I mean, that's like the perfect right. uh, storm to me. I have a, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a uh, like a three-month-old, a uh, little crazy. But I also grew yeah. up riding BM, BMX bikes. Um, so, so I have them out there on the Strider and, you know, we're kind of, you know, slowly trying to, I'm trying to get them into that as well. And, oh, yeah. and then, oh, so yeah. it's, it's cool to be able to, that, that you had that experience with, with your dad. And then like, obviously like me living it right now with my kids trying to have that same thing. And as, uh, as you were stating, you know, it seems like that really made a big, uh, impact on you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, my family and I are super tight and we always have been. And so it's, it's a really cool experience for me to be able to like work with my family to have them believe in my dreams, you know, and like support me, which is, it's, that's like one of the coolest things. Um, and you know, in my life is like, we're just, you know, a family that they believe in me. So, you know, like gives me a lot of confidence and, uh, to do things and to branch out and to try new things. Cause you know, like they back me, you know, sometimes yeah. I have bad ideas and like, if I'm not totally sold on an idea, I'll run it by my support team, you know, which is like my family and my girlfriend. And, uh, you know, like they'll talk me and usually I can pull a better idea out of a bad idea. Um, but you know, uh, I always say I'm not good at a whole lot of things, but one thing I'm pretty okay at is like generating ideas. Um, and that's like, I'm a dreamer for sure. And that's like my favorite thing to do. Like I'm never satisfied with just doing one thing and like, I want to do many things to the best of our abilities. And like, um, you can talk to any of the employees, like they think I'm a little crazy, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And that's just because, you know, like I like pushing the envelope and like literally just like doing things out of our comfort zone because that's usually where we can either strive or if we fail, you know, it's like, well, why did we fail? Like, let's let's relook at that and let's try and like regroup and and make it better or let's let's tweak some things. You know, nothing's perfect off the get go. Um, So it's a it's a pretty crazy environment over here with the Mountain Movement Haller team because they got a crazy guy up at the head you know you you gotta have the visionary right to steer the ship and so it definitely sounds like uh you're going to that and and but so one other thing before we dive into the the howler part was just interesting to me the um playing football at a collegiate level um you know even even for that that time period what what was like the biggest difference to you you know growing up because i mean it's i'm a i'm a big football guy but i would never be a good like football player like not only because of my uh a, uh, my, my, my physical ability, but also it's just so much different, you know, riding BMX for, for my case, you know, you have the freedom to do everything. If you mess up on a trick, it's on you, all this stuff. Obviously football is kind of like the ultimate team sport, you know, you have for sure, yeah. everything. So like, what were like, did you, did you just kind of like love like both aspects of those or like, did you kind of gravitate? I mean, obviously ultimately you gravitated towards uh, more mountain biking, but I guess what, what was that like while you were kind of making that transition? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I guess that's a, that's a good question. It's something I've never really thought about. Um, so nice work, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like with BMX and snowboarding and, and mountain biking, wakeboarding, you know, any of those like solo sports, I think there's a, 
for me that one of the draws is the aspect of just like freedom and creativity. Um, yeah. So like why I enjoy mountain biking the most, especially right now is like I'm pushing myself to learn new tricks. Um, not necessarily to go faster. Like I just want to like, you know, take, you know, both hands off the bars this time or like do a 360 or something, you know, like really pushing my abilities in that sense. And that kind of opens my creativity side of my brain um, while still tapping in that competitive side. Like I'm competing with myself to get better, you know? Um, yeah. But one thing I'm doing with mountain biking is not putting too much pressure on myself. Um, cause obviously mountain biking and outdoors is my career and my livelihood, you know? So I try and, you know, if I get too competitive, I know myself enough to like, I don't want to burn out. So like, I don't worry about that with mountain biking cause I, I can, you know, take it at my own pace and I control it a little bit more with football. Like you don't really have that creativity aspect. Um, yeah. You, you do and you don't, but it's like totally different. You, you're, there is an aspect of like, it's all on you. Like, cause everything's accountability in football. Like if, if I mess up, if I miss my assignment, it affects the entire defense. Or if I was playing offense, it would affect for sure the entire play, you know? So like you have that accountability and like, honestly, for me, I think it's kind of a cool storm. Cause I've learned a lot of life lessons in football oh, I'm sure. and then I pull in this like, creativity and like just like outdoor and then that's just like total freedom with biking and outdoor sports like it's kind of a cool mix but like dude football is a is a totally different thing like i use more football mentality with like a management and ownership style at some level yeah. like i want our my employees to basically feel like a team because we are you know we all have a common goal we all have to do steps and assignments right so like that's how I kind of relate it to football. Like I definitely use a lot of my things uh, over the years of playing that I learned in football to, to relate it to like staff, whether they know I'm using football references or not. Like <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so just like kind of, you know, relating it back to that, but I mean, couldn't be a more opposite sport. I mean, they're literally like, <laughs> so different and just how you approach them as an athlete you just you do them completely different which is in my case like super fun like i like having multiple hobbies and i like doing a lot of things so i like approaching different things different ways um which helps which helps a lot in you know business it, it does help a lot with that um but yeah. i'm still learning a lot like i'm still a pretty young guy despite what I may look like shout out to the kid that said I look 36. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's always a joke. Like some kid thought I was 36 and I'm, I'm 22. So like 36 is not old, but like when you're 22, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, that's, that's no worries. You know, uh, we, they, I just get joked around about it now and I just love it. So, uh, but yeah, like they're, Totally different. I lost my train of thought, but um, no, no, that totally makes yeah. sense. And, and it's cool, especially when, like, and and one thing I, I almost, at least in my experience with, with BMX, like I said, I don't have any football experience in that per se, but even though everything's so individually, it's not necessarily a team, but you're still out there with your buddies pushing each other. So I think that's a big aspect. And, oh and then yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I didn't even really think about, you know, once you go to the, the business side of things, you know, you, you have that, that creativity side from, you know, the action sports stuff. And then you kind of have that 
that team mindset from from football, which I mean, to your point, it sounds like, you know, both of those have kind of, you know, drained into the business in a, in a positive way, which is probably super helpful. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like there's there's positive and negatives with both, you know, like I from football, I can get way too competitive or, you know, a little jacked up or something like, yeah, I'm only human, you know, right. I'm learning a lot. Um, but yeah, like trying to kind of like pulling experiences and life lessons from both sides of the sports, which in my case, dude, I think sports provide a lot of good knowledge to like kids, adults, like anything, like you can learn a lot from pushing yourself and, and just like opening yourself up to like the sport. Cause like, it's not always easy to like try and fail at, at a sport in front of your friends or in front of a crowd or something, you know? So like some of that's just like building mental toughness into, which is like, man, I'm a huge advocate for sports, like totally helpful in any sport, like do as many as you can. Like you'll learn different life lessons from each one. Um, at some level, like if you're wanting to go into collegiate like level or even beyond that, like you do have to specialize a little bit, like it's kind of hard to do football and baseball, you know, or like <laughs> mountain biking and, and, and like, I don't know, like cross country running, like you kind of got it. Like if you're going farther with those, like it's hard to split time on that, but yeah, there's always a lot of life lessons to, to learn from all that stuff. Yeah, totally. So obviously, you know, opening up the bike shop um, was probably a, a challenge to some point in itself, but then the Alves, the, the sort of the next progression of that was, uh, <laughs> the bike park which is that makes sense, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother game. So when, like when you started the the shop, was it, Hey, okay. You know, in two years or three years or whatever, I'm going to have a bike park that's associated with this as well. Or did it just kind of like an opportunity just came up and you're like, okay, this is it. I'm just, I'm taking it while, you know, it came available or, or whatnot. Like what, what was that part? Like, cause that, you know, like I said, you know, starting a business is one thing, but then, kind of doing that seems like a whole nother beast. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of both things that you said. Like for me, this is like, this is going to get a, down a wormhole a little bit, but I, I love talking about this topic because I find it very interesting. Um, just on like a, just on a mountain bike, like lifestyle level, like opening the shop, like for the first, we haven't been open two years quite yet, but like for the first year before, like any howler announcements or anything like that, like there was, um, we predominantly sold like cross country bikes and trail bikes, you know, like shorter travel trail bikes. And we didn't sell a whole lot of full faces, no goggles. Like basically when I'm talking to these companies that we're ordering from or, you know, and working direct with, like they have this massive line and, and in their cases, the companies we work with, um, we were pulling a lot of their, like a small portion of their products. Cause you know, these companies work worldwide and like, I think the most common bike worldwide is like a, either like a, a mid travel trail bike or like an enduro bike. Like you're going to see those a lot. So like I couldn't, I don't, I didn't really order those bikes, not a lot of full faces and in the shop we're wanting, we are, and we've been doing it for a while now, rebuilding our website, totally, you know, pushing for all e-com, you know, like, and wanting our shop into our in-store shops to be more of like an experience center. Yeah. And where you can, you know, get the same things and have that personal connection, which is a huge part of mountain biking is, you know, making connections and networking. And we still want that, but we also want to expand our reach. And the fastest and easiest way to do that is online, you know? 
Yeah. So we had to expand our product range to be successful online. And we also, I'm, I love community and I've grown up in Springfield all my life and I love Springfield. I never plan on moving, you know? So I wanted to also grow our core mountain bike community in our own town. Like it, it's cool to sell to somebody, you know, and like, bc or like the you know the pacific northwest or the east coast or something but like i also want to cater to our own hometown guys the guys that support us and and we see you know every day so um that kind of created a little bit of like an issue like how do you grow the mountain biking community in your hometown and like you know like we were kind of racking our brains a little bit and i had always wanted to do like a theme park, like as a kid, like Walt Disney is like <laughs> a, a cool role model, right? So I wanted a theme park and we were all kind of like sitting there and thinking like, well, you know, like we want to expand our range for e-com. We want to, I'm, I like bigger travel bikes anyway. So I wanted to sell things I'm even more passionate about than just mountain bikes and gravel bikes, you know? So we want to expand our range. We wanted to pull in a wider range of products from our apparel brands and, and gear brands, anything like that, you know, bike parts, stuff like that. Um, and we wanted to grow the mountain bike community. So we kind of came into the idea of like, well, let's build like a bike park, man, like totally different. We don't have anything like that, you know, states away. Let's do like a real bike park. And the idea of Howler kind of was like this slow build. Um, and it got crazy and like, I'll get into like how slow, like, and then how fast it got. So it was probably a year ago. So the shop hadn't even been open a year and a very cool opportunity arose to get like pretty much the perfect land for a bike park. Um, but it would take a ton of work. So, um, we were able to jump on it and get the land. And then got it rezoned, which was a hilarious story that I, it would take me the rest of the time just to go into the story of like <laughs> in a uh, city council meeting about getting oh. rezoned to a bike park to people that don't know what a bike park is. So, I mean, just like, I remember standing up there trying to explain to them like why we're needing it rezoned and they're like, what are you talking about, kid? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it, you know, but it was like super stressful, but we got it rezoned. Um, and then from that point, we just like kind of dove in and our original idea with, with Howler, which it was unnamed at that point, was just to like build the gnarliest, like only double blacks, like just make it so hard. And we started that. And then we were riding it and then we just had some like, we called some buddies and we're like, hey, come test this line. Like we want to see if it's good. And 40 people ended up like coming out. Like it just got like word of mouth. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a little crazy. Like we just called like, you know, probably like 10 friends and then they like, they brought two friends, you know? So it, it got kind of weird. <laughs> like we were like, oh, okay. You know, like, cool. Like we're, we're always ready to party, but like, this is insane. You know, like, <laughs> so we just like shuttled one, one trail that was a double black diamond that we had rated at like a double black diamond for like eight hours. And like, I, my dad kind of showed up and, and we kind of like looked at each other and we were kind of like, I think we can actually make like a, a real, real bike park out of this. Like, like, you know, cater to everybody and grow it and like actually make a business out of it. So that was kind of early on that we, we really shifted gears. We, um, hired on three trailblazing companies, all very, very talented, you know, like 
Um, some are pretty new that have like, uh, like older, way, way experienced builders. Like I didn't know the right way to say that. Basically these dudes have been trail building for a long time and yeah. are super legit and just wanted to make their own company. Um, so getting to work with those guys was honestly like a dream come true. And then they crushed it. And then we had um, another trail building company that's uh, considered, you know, like top five in the world for trail build, trail building and, and bike park specifically. So um, they were able to come out. We didn't think they were going to be able to make it for phase one, but they ended up making it and they built Swayze train and they absolutely crushed it. And so fun to watch them build and the other guys were crushing it at the same time they knocked out the rest of the park so like it was a crazy process and we got like the worst weather you could imagine <laughs> through the whole time like so much snow so much rain just like we were hitting hiccups but like nobody was ever like this isn't gonna happen we shouldn't have done that you know it was just like oh yeah it's just another like roadblock like not a big deal and yeah. so attitudes were always like super positive and everybody had the same mindset of like, we're going to build a sick park in Missouri and not be always told like, well, we're in Missouri, like there's no riding or anything, you know, like um, just going to other bike parks or going and traveling around. Like, you know, you can almost feel like Missouri doesn't matter with mountain biking. We really wanted to put it on the map, especially with big riding. Like those are mountains are, are mountains, right? Like they have elevation, like we're not riding on a bunny slope, you know, like we've got, <laughs> got <laughs> we've got elevation. Now we don't have you know, ski resort elevation. So what our philosophy was basically taking like, you know, real bike park style trails with like, you know, massively wide trails with huge berms, huge features, just like totally foreign to this state. Like nobody's seen it, you know, but let's condense it down into small mountain riding so people can, you know, maximize their laps and, and still get the same satisfaction they would for a huge downhill, um, which was a, a challenge. And we, we spared no expense on the trails. And uh, so that was a crazy project, but it ended up working out really well. Um, we got pretty much all the trails we wanted to get done in phase one. And then uh, kind of like in January um, of 2022, so, you know, not, not super long ago, we decided, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is when things get real, real crazy. We decided that, well, like, how do we keep setting ourselves apart? How do we put Howler on the map? Let's build a base camp. And so we put Mountain Movement's uh, second location out there. So it's got, we've got a bike shop out there to like, we have rentals, we can service your bike. Um, we can get you set up with gear. Um, we're waiting on our floor model bikes so we can sell bikes out there at the moment, but have that. Um, we have a coffee shop. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, we have like a full check-in desk and and like a welcome center, which is super neat. So we get to like familiarize ourselves with people's faces. My mom, who goes by Mama Haller uh, out there, um, <laughs> she's always at the welcome center. Like if you're there, there's a good chance she checked you in or she was at least near you when you checked in, um, which is really fun. So people, you know, kind of make that connection. And then we've got a food truck um with a professional chef so you don't have to worry about me cooking for you out there um which is a good thing 
<laughs> we've got a professional chef. We've got, you know, like a stage for all of our events and like music. We've got food and se- or like seating for the, for the food, which is, that was crazy watching. We had to take, we were on a, a mountainside, right? So we had to like cut the mountain down eight feet and build it up 12 feet on the bottom side. And basically, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially with all the rocks around here. (laughs) Right. And uh, to your point too, like Haller is, uh, is pretty blessed with like some pretty good dirt pockets. Oh really? You can find a lot of dirt out there. Yeah. We really didn't truck in any dirt. We actually didn't truck anything in. Um, everything was, you know, we kind of wanted to go with this theme of like recycled or, you know, sustainability. So like those massive wooden features out there, everything is spilt out of cedar, which is native to the Ozarks. And all that cedar was hand stripped by backyard trail builds and that dude's crazy man like (laughs) i yeah watching him build like his videos don't even do it justice to like how much thought and work he goes into it it's it's super super impressive um and he absolutely crushed it and those features are insane and really did put us on the map um as just like yeah we've got some big stuff for you you guys that are a little crazy you know But yeah, so we've kind of stuck with this theme of like sustainability. So we used containers for all of our buildings um, because they just sit in, you know, massive piles after their one use is up. So we were like, yeah, we'll we'll take a few of those off your hands, you know, Um, (laughs) which was pretty cool. So the build out was like a 90 day build out. So like it was pretty quick. It was super hectic. Yeah. My dad was basically the contractor and by trade, he's not a contractor. (laughs) So he was going crazy with that. I was kind of trying to starting the juggle of running two companies. And also like I was out there pretty much every day helping out on the trails when I could, you know, and um, just kind of overseeing everything. I'm pretty, pretty particular on how I want things to look. Um, so, you know, making sure the trails looked right and getting to work with those guys who also are extremely particular was really, really fun. But sometimes we'd be staring at a small section for like an hour trying to be like, oh, well, no, we could do this. We could do this, you know? So like there was a lot of thought. I think the green trail took us like two months to flag to get it to a specific grade so that beginners would feel safe on it and not not be like super nervous, um, which was a huge thing for us is we want to get everybody on mountain bikes and we want to get everybody on bike parks, you know, because when you're learning, we're taking by shuttling you up, we're taking that exhaustion and that um, just like we're enhancing your ability to progress because we're taking that factor out. We're taking a little bit of the heat away, but you can get a ton of laps in so you can ride more and get better faster is the theory. Um, it, we've seen it in practice now. We, we see like 12 year olds go crazy and rip the park. Like <laughs> they're the best thing. And I'm like, this is insane. Like it's, it's so fun to watch people just take to it. And even if they're a little apprehensive at first of like the downhill only aspect, you know, they, they come, they come around very quickly, um, which is super fun to see and like there's still a place for cross country and trail bikes right we're just providing a place for you know downhill and we see a lot of yeah we see tons of dh bikes and big bikes we see little bikes with no suspension like you can ride anything you want out there um now depending on your bike you can't ride every trail 
um, it just wouldn't be safe, you know, but it's, it's really cool to see the community take to it. Like Springfield's been a little slow actually to get out there. And I think it's just because a lot of our marketing was like showing off the hardest things out there. Um, which worked at one aspect, like we pull a lot of out of staters. Like I think I've met people from 30 states now oh, wow. that have been out there. Yeah, it's been really cool. Like we want to put a map up so people can kind of put their their yeah. thumbtack where they're from. Like um, the farthest person we've seen is is I don't know which one's farther. We've had one guy from Denmark come to ride, and then we've had one guy from England. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't finish That's calling. Insane. Them, I don't know which one's farther. Uh, no, I don't so. know either. It's just insane that they came from. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, like, dude, you know, we're in like Missouri and Springfield, you know, like Branson, <laughs> I guess. Mark is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> so he's like, well, you know, like I'm hitting Haller, uh, Spider Mountain, and Angel Fire. So it was cool to be in like the talks with already these like well established, very cool bike parks. Yeah, especially uh, like what, six months in, if that even, not even. Yeah, no, like uh, as far as like we started the build out and it was a year. So we've technically only been open, like we opened May 20th. We've only been open a little <laughs> yeah, over a so... month. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's like very, we're very blessed and fortunate to be able to, you know, provide a really cool thing to run it and then to also meet these people with amazing stories or travelers that have come from super far and like Alaska with like these people from Alaska, they were super fun to talk to. Cause like, I don't know, like I was like in my head, I don't know what Alaska's like. Like I thought it was basically just bears, you know, like, so hearing <laughs> them and listening to w what people's, you know, uh, mountain biking communities from their homes are like is insane. You know, like, the challenges that they face with mountain biking or the terrain they ride or like the kind of most common bikes, which has always interests me, you know, like I, it's just like crazy to see all these people have, you know, similar mountain biking journeys or totally different, but they're all doing something that we all love, which is, it's a really cool way to connect with people. And like the community feels really small, you know, even though it is a large, a massive amount of group, uh, that mountain bikes and like it's growing, you just automatically feel like you know these people, uh, or at least I do. And it could be because I like talking to people. <laughs> but I, you know, you just always feel like you know somebody or like you, you'll know them after you talk to them for five minutes, which is some of the coolest things about the park is watching like friendships grow. Like, you know, we, some of our annual pass holders uh, like didn't know each other before. And now they literally like coordinate rides during the weekend. So they all come out at the same time. Like, just growing like a community around the bike park is it's already happening and it's already like the coolest thing. Like sometimes I get emotional just about how like awesome it is just to watch these people like watch mountain biking grow this fast in the area and just, you know, basically just take off. So like, we're just hoping the sky's the limit. We want to keep continuing to add and build and make Howler even bigger, even more professional, even more, you know, the scale just larger and larger and cater to more and more different types of people. But um, it's been a really, really cool month. It's been humbling at some level and it's or at a, a huge level. It's been super humbling. Like I can't say how awesome it is that I get to do this at such a young age. Like been very, very fortunate in my life to be able to do it. And I, and I try not to take it for granted ever, you know, um, yeah. cause it's not everybody gets to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah.
That's that's awesome. And I mean, it's it it sounds like a sky is definitely the limit. And like to your to your point, the community aspect, you know, you're you know, there's obviously, you know, there's uh, a mountain bike scene kind of already here, but not really to the level that, you know, that you have at at Howler, um, which now Howler's here. So there is that. So but building building up that kind of specific community from that part, you know, creating those friendships and not only that, but, you know, having people from different states, different countries come visit, you know, somebody who's a regular at Springfield might meet somebody from Alaska and they hit it off. They're super buddies. And, you know, maybe in next year, the guy from Springfield goes up to Alaska and stays with, you know, so-and-so there and hangs out. So you're, you're like, it almost seems like that community is, is spanning way farther than just kind of the Ozarks region. You know, it's, it's everywhere. Oh, for sure. I totally agree. Like, yeah, what was nice and made us a little bit able to sleep at night when we were doing the build process is like, there's already a good community in Springfield currently. Like yeah. the mountain biking community is here. It's it's not huge, but it's not small, you know, and like they love mountain biking. So it's like, all right, we know that we at least have a small client base in the grand scheme of things, you know, like we're not doing this and having to seek people out. Like we yeah. know we have our backbone, which is our own community and our own locals, you know, and watching them take ownership of Howler has been really, really cool too. Like, like it's, you know, it is, and we want them to feel that way. It's their bike park too, you know, like that's what they're going to grow up riding. That's what they're going to, you know, enhance their mountain biking with. So like they take pride in it and they, you know, can go and vouch for coming to Springfield and riding, you know? And them getting the opportunity to meet other people has been really cool. Like you'll always see um, people from out of state at, you know, any of the trails in Springfield, right? That's not like a totally foreign object, but it's like um, you don't get to necessarily meet them in the same like setting. Like you're sitting on a shuttle talking to them or sitting in the lift line talking to them. And so it's just, you know, like a totally different aspect of mountain biking that we don't have. So it's just really cool to watch that grow and also watch it. I I think it is, you know, I don't know for sure, but like, it's just growing the mountain biking community period. So like the other trail systems that we currently have, like are growing, which is super awesome. Like for Springfield to be moving at this pace, uh, is pretty cool. And like Bentonville totally helps it out, you know, like they're doing a lot of the hard work and we're kind of piggybacking, (laughs) you know, um, but you know, like it's all just about getting more people on bikes and growing mountain biking. So it's just a, it's a really cool time in mountain biking because I think it's just now like starting to take off and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's, you know, totally mainstream, you know, which would be really cool to see. Yeah, totally. And, 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 and you're doing your, your part. And, and, you know, I think I've, I've lived in Springfield, uh, eight or nine years now. So, um, and just my time here to your point, you know, trails everywhere are growing and now you add this into the mix as well. And then the growth in Bentonville as well and all that stuff. It's it's just kind of escalating everything, which is amazing. So so one thing I always like to ask our guests is kind of one piece of, of advice, if I can speak. Um, and and I guess in this case, you know, you, you you had this idea for the for the bike shop. And then and now this is kind of like snowballed in this huge thing with the park, building the community, getting all that stuff together for someone who maybe lives in. I don't know, a place that really doesn't have access to to a park like yours or whatnot, but they're really super passionate about, you know, 
the mountain bike community and there's a little hint there they but they 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 don't know how to i guess get started in building that like what would your kind of piece of advice to be to kind of help them you know grow their own mountain bike community in that sense and you know kind of make something in their area yeah yeah for sure like that's a great question um i've gotten calls or emails i've talked to other people that are where we were you know a year and a half ago or a year ago and they're either starting a bike park or they're starting a trail system or they're wanting to start a trail system um and i always you know talk to them and encourage them and 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 say anything i can do to help you know because at the end i didn't really do anything i just kind of came up with ideas so like i give them mostly the numbers to the guys that do the magic which is our builders any of the contract you know those guys yeah. did, like those guys really you know did the did the things but um the things i tell them just from you know like a management owner uh idea guy standpoint is just don't ever sell like don't sell yourself short like it's not necessarily build it and they will come but like if you have a dream like stick to it don't let you know somebody say well well nobody will ride that or like whatever you know the the naysayers say like just like stick to your ideas stick to your dream and like just make it happen and keep pushing to make it do you know get it get it done I know it's a little cliche, but it, it, it literally is just like stick to your dream. Cause like when you start a bike park or a trail system, like you've got a dream for it, you know, yeah. and stick to that and enhance it and don't sell yourself short. Like it is, it's, it is possible, you know, and like make it manageable. Like just take, if, you know, if building a bike parks, an elephant, like don't try to eat an elephant in one bite, just, you know, take it in small bites and it all compounds and gets going pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That's excellent advice. So to that point, where can uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you know, order some parts, come out, you know, fly across the country or whatever, check out the park, all that good stuff. Yeah, so for sure, for like Haller, you can uh, check us out online at HallerBikePark.com. Um, you can check us on Instagram or Facebook at Haller Bike Park. Um, if you're wanting to just fly in, you can fly our closest airports, the Branson airport, which is an awesome airport. We're 10 minutes outside, um, Branson, Missouri, which is like a huge tourist town, like 11 million tourists come every year, you know, um, and we're right off the highway. So we're super easy to get to. Um, you can call us, email us, um, all that information's on our website. Um, we love chatting with you guys. So uh, check us out on Instagram. We do a lot of events out at Haller. We've got one uh, coming up on July 2nd. Uh, we're doing like a, a Independence Day festival with a race and everything. So it should be a really good time. Um, and then for Mountain Movement, you can find us. Uh, we currently have a website with a, a URL, but um, it won't. it's not really available right now. And it's we're totally revamping our website and have been for the last year. So the new website is mountainmove.com, which is mtnmove.com. And then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mtnmove, um, which is just Mountain Move. Um, and if you want to find me personally, you can't, unfortunately. I don't have social media. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but somebody <laughs> but, has to answer those uh, Yeah, boxes, follow us so. on Instagram, Facebook, check our website. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can find us there. We, we, post pretty cool things. We've got some good media team and uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Awesome. Well, definitely, uh, you know, check them out, whether you want to come out visit or, you know, get some inspiration for your own spot. Um, it definitely sounds like, uh, you know, it's pretty open to, to help build that community. However, however you can. So that's awesome. But 
Um, Max, thank you again for being on the show, sharing your story. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the growth of everything. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.